Hello and welcome to Working From Wisdom. In this episode, I am joined by the beautiful Kate Roberts. And Kate and I uh, met a few months ago on a coaching training program. And we've had some wonderfully beautiful conversations with each other. And Kate is so soft-spoken and she's beautifully introspective. So in this interview, please expect to find lots of long silences while Kate thinks about things. And I decided not to edit them out because personally, I find them very calming and soothing. And I'm hoping that you do as well. And a little bit about Kate. She began her career as a teacher and has now transitioned into coaching. And a lot of that came, of course, on her own experiences and her own journey. And in particular, Kate would have spent a lot of time trying to control her outside circumstances in the belief that that it would make her feel more secure on the inside, which guess what? It didn't. And it was coming across this inside out understanding that helped her to see that as well. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation and that you feel as grounded and as settled after it as I did from speaking to Kate. Kate, thank you for joining me on Working From Wisdom. Delighted to have you on. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here, Tracy. You know, I am, I, you, you're, you, you're so beautifully spoken and you are so soft spoken and I'm not, I am (laughs) quite loud. So I'm going to be very conscious throughout this that I don't speak with my normal booming voice. (laughs) You do you, honey. (laughs) So what I would love, I would love to hear what your take on working from wisdom is. You know, Tracy, I feel like each day I see something new in that. You know, that it's this ongoing exploration for me in this space and um, but I can I can tell you some things that have kind of shown up lately Mm, yeah I'd love to hear that yeah in my writing and just in my you know what seems to be coming through which is really new for me um You know, when I first started coaching, changed from, you know, teaching high school for almost 15 years and having essentially someone telling you when to be somewhere, where to be, who to teach, what are you going to teach? You know, what are the numbers? Like everything was kind of given to you. And so whatever creativity you found in the classroom for um, getting information to these young people 
and also creating an atmosphere in the classroom that was kind of where your your window of creativity was able to come through and so when I started this journey into coaching I got so far so far into my head about it um that it it took a lot of the kind of enjoyment out of it and and at one point I remember when I started to to see this for myself how we work and how much weight I was putting on everything And I started to change and I started to hold it so much lighter and be happier about it that I decided, okay, now I'm going to create space in my life for this business. Immediately singified it. <laughs> and I was like, now space, I'm creating this space. And now it has more weight. Like I started to see it and then I, I didn't see it on this. Like this, I'm going to create space in my life and my schedule. And yeah, I started to really kind of thingify this thing called space. And the thing of space was I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to block off this and I'm going to, I'm going to make my, yeah, it had a lot on it. It had a lot on it. And I had to let let it go I knew I was doing it and it didn't feel good and lately I've come back to this um after having let it go and tried it and I got into some other stuff that felt really light but I've come back and I'm like, you know what? I really do love the idea of creating space, right? So I immediately didn't see it again. I came back to it and I still didn't see it. Wow. I still thought the space I was looking for was in my schedule. It was in my routine, the doing. Mm. And the other day I, I was like, yes, yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not sitting. And I went to class. I went to yoga. And at the end of class, I guess I had made enough kind of like I'd settled down a bit enough that I immediately knew that the space that I was looking for wasn't out there. I was still trying to create space out there. And I knew immediately the space I was always looking for was you. Like my creating that space in me. And then whatever happens out there will be this very natural knowing of what to do next. Mm -hmm and when to get up and how to fill my time and what needs to be done first. And do I make a list? Sure, as long as there's nothing on it when I don't get to it. 
And I realized that I still get caught up and think that the answers are outside of me in some way. And so right now, the way it looks to me is that working from wisdom isn't about filling up my head about everything that I do or need to do and when to do it and who to reach out for and how this business is going to get created. Right now, it looks like settling down inside. Mm. And then seeing what happens out of that, out of that space, not the space outside me. I I'm really smiling here because we're we're we seem to be on such similar wavelength (laughs) because I, I love that that you shared this and I love that you brought this up because it's something that I have been having a lot of fresh thinking about and just seeing things completely new lately as well. And, and um, I've been kind of doing this surrender, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing my own uh, surrender experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, like Michael Singer, and I, I just had listened to the book. Yeah. And there was there really is something in that. And it's funny because I've had several uh, conversations this week with with um, people who are growing their business. And the approach that they are taking, which I have taken and which we all tend to take, is very much one from the outside in. Because that's kind of what we're taught, like that's the way we are that's the only way that we're sort of pointed to, to grow a business is when you do this and when you do this and when you do all these things on your list by creating all this space, then you'll have a business. And we thingify it. I mean, we thingify a business. A business isn't a thing, you know, but we think it is. And what I, what I kind of have seen is that it's, for for so many people, it's it's really white knuckling it, you know. It's it's a, it kind of tends to be a growth from insecurity. There is an instability within in how we show up, and that obviously affects everything on the outside. But we don't know that. We think it's the stuff that's on the outside. So we try to, oh, well, if I just tweak this a little bit and if if I get up at 5 a.m. and do this, because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do as well. And and if I make more lists and if I plan even better. So we we we're tweaking things on the outside, thinking, oh, when I get them right, then everything Mm -hmm. will fall into place. And for a long time. 
there was something I, I, I was knowing something, but I didn't see it. That just didn't make sense to me. I couldn't put my finger on it. And and it's where you're kind of coming to that place now as well, is that I'm I saw that I was doing things the wrong way around. Mm. And that if I was to get quiet and get settled and stop with the I must do and I have to and I should do's and see what what feels like being done or and and it, there, there, there was definitely a tug of war process I have to tell you I did not get to this place easily it's it's the, there was a there was a process in kind of getting to here but I'm I'm kind of surrendering more and more to it and it feels so different mm. to the white knuckle approach. It does have a different feel to it. But you know, <clears throat> what's interesting too, I heard something, I heard something yesterday in a different podcast that really spoke to me um, and it was about wisdom. And there's so much, you know, in these conversations about, about wisdom and how wisdom looks and feels, right? But, and these aren't the exact words, but the person was talking about how sometimes wisdom does look like action. It mm-hmm. does find, and that's the thing is, is that Wisdom's always going to meet us where we are. And if we don't have a whole lot of space up here and action feels better than inaction, it's going to meet us there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to action it's always trying to find us, always trying to get through whatever space we leave for it to come through. And sometimes we leave a lot of space and that wisdom looks like the most brilliant business idea ever. And then we don't have a lot of space and we don't create a lot of space and we're up in our heads a lot and it's trying to get through and maybe that looks like white knuckling action because that's what, that's what can get through right there because that feels better than sitting around giving ourselves a hard time for not doing anything. Mm. It's so interesting too, it's, it's always finding everyone. Mm. Like, um, and it doesn't matter even how old we are, I think. Like, um, 
my daughter, and I think she'd be okay if I, if I told you this, but her mind's so busy that she has this, uh, she paces. She gets her body moving and she puts in her headphones and she, she'll pace for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes because it settles her mind. I never told her to do that. No one ever told her to do that. But her own wisdom knows that settling down feels better. And that to her, that's her wisdom on how to settle down right now. Maybe it won't look the same in 10 years, 20 years. But to her right now, that feels like, that feels better than that spun up feeling in her head. She learns how to um, self-soothe by mm. by pacing. That's what it looks like to her. I know that there are people in my life who tend to worry a lot, mm. and my lack of worry seems to increase their agitation. So what I have found is that if I gift them a little bit of worrying, like if I get in the conversation a little bit and show some concern and worry, that it actually helps them to settle down more. Mm. And, and we only need a little bit of it. You know, it's, it's, it's nearly like they kind of go, well, she's a little bit worried. You know, she, you know, she's taken a little bit seriously in whatever it's about, you know, so that's okay. Mm. And, and then we can carry on with our conversation. <laughs> I know it's so weird when you kind of, it's so weird when you see the little um, oddities and just, weird ways that we settle down hmm. like they don't make sense in fact most of the time they probably don't make sense um i've been reading this book by Byron Katie you know who Byron Katie is yeah I do yeah hmm. and you know she had this experience where almost like all the kind of identity dropped away and it was kind of her her enlightenment experience and afterwards you know, she would run up to strangers on the street and hug them and, and talk about how we are one. And then they would freak out on her, right? <laughs> and they would back away really scared of her. And she just said, the truth, I just realized that it's better for both of us if I don't do that because they can't hear it. Mm. I saw that they couldn't hear it. And so she had to figure out a way to share what she knew in a way, to love people in a way that they could 
accept it. Yeah. And I just think that's, you know, that's so interesting is like you said, with talking to your, your client, like she could settle down as long as she knew she wasn't alone in her worry. Something about not, not being alone in her worry settles her down and you just sense that. And that was your wisdom figuring it out, a way for her to settle down with you. So I guess, you know, that's um, a lot of what is showing up is that Wisdom can find us hmm. always. It may not look like, you know, some giant enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, I know, as Oprah would say, a great aha moment. <laughs> right. And there's something that I've kind of been seeing as well lately you know that we've always sort of associated uh wisdom with age you know wisdom comes with age and obviously we have wisdom from when we are born so that's that's not actually true like we all have our our innate wisdom coming through but there's something about having more years to look back on in retrospect mm. that I've really been seeing all of the times that wisdom came through and at all of the different stages. I mean, it wisdom shows up in a way that we will understand what we know at any given time so obviously a wisdom for a five-year-old is going to be very different to a 15 to a 25 to 35 to 45 because you have more experience to to kind of draw down on and it's amazing when you do start to look back at things that you've done yourself or things that other people maybe family members how they, you know, I, I was having a chat with somebody today and I was sharing a story about something that my dad used to do when I was young. And I grew up in a family business. We have a shop. And one of the things that we sold at the time were, because I'm from Connemara, which is by the sea. So we sold fishing products, ropes, nets, lobster pots, all that kind of stuff. And you know, a couple of times a year, my dad used to load up a van and he would drive around to the local fishing villages and just sell directly, you know, to them. And for some reason, he made the decision that I should go with him, you know, that he would take me out of school for the day and 
we'd go for a spin. Now, I don't know where that idea came from. This was in the 80s when nobody was talking about, you know, uh, parenting from wisdom or there were no self-help books, you know, and this was a man who lived in a rural area. But something something inspired him to do that. And I have an older brother and a younger sister, but he only ever did it with me. And off we would go and drive around and listen to his classical tapes, not CDs. They were tapes. It was the 80s. <laughs> and, you know, have toasted ham and cheese sandwiches. And they are some of the most beautiful memories that I have. You know, that he went against what would have been the norm of, well, she's in school, you leave her in school for the day, that he just made that decision. That was kind of his wisdom in wanting to connect with his child. And I've really enjoyed looking back at it's there's it's it's so much nicer to look back for wisdom as opposed to looking back in criticism it's it's a refreshing change It's interesting to look back. At life experience, but with a filter of looking for when wisdom was talking to you and you actually listened to it. It's a completely different filter. Mm -hmm. And I realized that. When I, it was always there. It was always available. And oftentimes when it really counted, like the things that changed my life's trajectory. I was listening. Do you find that I guess that's kind of something that I'm, I see it now. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Like in the past, it definitely didn't make, make sense because to me, it seemed like there were things that were turning my world upside down. So that just seemed unfair and unjust. Mm. But now there are things that I, I'm more trusting of it. And sometimes I feel like I'm being 
guided to do something that I'm kind of like, really? That kind of doesn't make an awful lot of sense. Are, are you sure? <laughs> and then you kind of go, well, is there anything else coming through? No, not really. Okay, well, you know, I'll do that. So um, it kind of goes against. And usually it goes against conditioning. It goes against what we are told. That's all it goes against. But I'm. I'm actually enjoying the experience of doing things that don't make sense to me, whereas in the past, I probably would have done them anyway, but I would have done them from a place of self-doubt and and judgment and, oh, God, should I really be doing that? And, you know, there would have been so much noise around it. There's not as much now, so it's kind of nice to sort of go, Okay, well, I don't know why, but I'm just going to trust that I will know down the line. You know, even when I find that that stuff shows up, like I don't really know, you know, the 10 steps down the line on something. The fact that I've started to play without anything on it, mm. like I'm cooked, I'm, I'm already down on that. Like if I'm actually creating or reaching out or, you know, texting or emailing somebody or listening to somebody and reaching out or buying the book, like it's, when there's nothing on it, I'm already in the space. Yeah. You know, without attachment to some future thing that's just created in my head anyway that being able to move or be still and not know and then that's the fun i've already hit the fun i've already hit the meaning yeah 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 i i love that 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 is that's the feeling the moment that's it's, the moment. it is yeah. yeah i like that i'm done then hmm. it's yeah I, I love that because that's how it feels it's like something props up you do it you put it out there whatever that is and then it's like cool that was fun and and there's no more thinking about it and it's such a lovely feeling it's such a it's uh it's liberating from 
it's liberating from trying to control outcomes and the made up fantasies that we live in, in what it may turn out to be and what it means if it doesn't turn out to be something and yada, 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 all the stories that we tell ourselves that are just all made up. And it frees up space in your head for more cool ideas to come through or for nothing. Sometimes I'm just like floating around going, I have actually nothing in my head right now. And initially there was a sort of nearly a, oh, I should be thinking of something or something should be coming through. But I've just really settled into having nothing. And the loveliness of that feeling, because obviously stuff does come through then. But it's so nice. It's so nice to see things materializing. From really quiet. It's nearly like I can feel them before they come. Whereas I wouldn't have in the past because there would have been so much chatter going on that they might just pop into the middle of the noise. But now I will be like at the moment, I'm like, there's something coming. I can feel it. I don't know what it is, but I can I can feel it kind of bubbling under the surface. And then it'll just pop something into your head and it's like, OK, well, let's let's see what happens with that. But let's let it kind of flow out. You know, one of the um, one of the things that has started to really show up for me is oftentimes how very little I. I appreciate where I am. Mm-hmm. I always kind of sense that there's like, oh no, you know, when I really see or when I get there, it'll look like this or, um, should be further along or you know any of the things that I kind of create I realized that I'm in this perfect space so like you said when I'm in those moments where 
I sensed something magnetic towards me or whatever, I would immediately become focused on what that is. Mm. Instead of the fact that I'm sitting here and holy crap, I actually sense this empty space. And there's so much in that. The fact that that unknown space even exists in my life and somehow seems more interesting to me than what is about to come through or trying to control what comes through or try to figure out what's coming through, you know, like I'm just starting, just starting to find appreciation for finding myself in that moment where I know. I'm realizing that That's actually the coolest place to be. Because for so long, wherever I was, wasn't far enough, good enough, enough. for a you know a lifelong control freak that's a pretty awesome space to not know and beautiful in there yeah that's cool like 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 it's percolating and just enjoying that. Mm. That ooh. It's it's a gift. Like it's an absolute it's a gift to be that settled. Mm that calm in your mind and that comfortable with not knowing because I know for me and for so many people that that's something they've never known they've never known the peace of having nothing on their mind to the point that they can feel something bubbling up from that infinite well of 
creativity, like you can feel it. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, this, it's, it's just a lovely feeling to be in. And of course, I'm not here all the time, you know, like. Oh, I'm working I, up to two seconds of it. Yeah. But I'm here a lot. I'm here a lot of the time, you know, a lot of the time. And when I'm not, I don't do anything. I don't work too hard to get back to it, you know, whereas I probably would have in the past, you know, oh, how do I get back to that nice feeling again? And I'm beating myself up because I should know better. And, and just riding it out. And, and then it settles back down again. And Yeah, it's 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 a whole new experience for me. Yeah. And and I guess I kind of came at it with like this idea. I I came at it from the well, my life certainly did not turn out the way that I thought it was going to. So clearly you know, all of my planning, that made no difference. So given that, given the fact that your life did not turn out the way that you had planned it, you know, does it make sense to go continuing to plan what it's going to look like in the future? Uh, maybe not. Or would it be a fun experiment to just completely let go and see what shows up. And, and that was kind of, I suppose, an experience in itself because obviously we're, we've got hab habitual thinking and, and there's a lot of outside noise that you have to wade through that does not lend itself to you completely kind of surrendering to what comes through. But I'm starting to see how with a cleaner, clearer mind, I've seen more. I've seen more opportunities than I ever had when I was busy in my head. I've seen things start to fall into place in a way that I couldn't have planned or imagined. You know, step A leads to step Z leads back to E leads back to where you wanted to go. And it's like, oh, I never saw that plan that one out. And it just feels right. I, that's the only. The only word that I can say is it just feels natural as if this is, oh, oh, actually, this is, just feels like the way it's meant to be. I would, um.
starting to fit in a question. Where when I find myself completely caught up, and it doesn't feel good, like I don't like what's happening, I don't like how it feels, I don't like what's showing up for me. And to ask the same question, isn't this the way it's supposed to be too? Is we humaning around this world and when life comes to us in ways that um, don't really fit into our, like, this is how I prefer my life to show up, that getting caught up and embracing this human part of us as well, that's equally as important. Yeah, I've done that. Like I did that for so long. I did. I I embraced that part of myself. You know what? Good riddance to her. <laughs> she was a pain in the oh, ass. Yeah, I love <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I would just love. There's a. There's a. There's something that's starting to just talk to me about. Yeah, that's showing up too. And somehow just letting that flow through as much. I've, I really, in the past, decided I don't like feeling bad or bad things happening and kind of avoided things. But there is something in this. knowing that I'm okay no matter what. Yeah. That makes that that part okay too when I'm when I forget. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of the perfect statement to end on mm -hmm. is knowing that you're okay. And you just forget. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you, Kate. It's been just dreamy <laughs> having you on. I love speaking to you. You just soothe me. You're so calming. Thank you. Thank you.